0: I'm Jesse Parker.
1: And I'm Tommy Niblack. Jesse and I are super excited to share with you episode 35 of The The Face Share,
0: where we ask questions that arise at the intersection of faith and culture.
1: And on today's episode, Jesse and I are going to talk about the weaponization of the word unity. Hope you're ready. Let's get into it. All right, folks. It is actually Friday. (laughs) (laughs) finally um and it's your boy tommy and jesse your boys tommy and jesse we are here with another episode of the Faith chair this is episode 35 35 yep man we're trucking um of course the like um funeral home directors I don't think podcasters will could ever really be out of business. Um, there's always going to be something to talk about. <laughs> That's for sure, yep. Um, especially with the the pandemic, COVID-19, and, and quarantine, and the different views about that, and uh, the Black Lives Matter movement, um, and how um, because we've been quarantined and everybody's, really confined to uh, social media in a way that they haven't been for a long time. Um, Racism has been going on forever, but uh, it's been magnified due to the fact that most of uh, everyone has been in quarantine and everybody has seen it and everybody is seeing it, forced to see it. And um, especially with someone pointed this out to me, uh, a couple of days ago from start to finish with George, George Floyd um, it was recorded and um, coupled with people just being confined to their homes, you know, the outrage um, and the, and the, the outpouring of, of support and non-support for the black lives matter movement and, and, and to, to put an end to systemic racism has been overwhelming, um, unlike it's ever been. When you yeah, have marches yeah. in Korea, you have marches in Germany, yeah. p- people are protesting we were, uh, in those places. It's crazy. We were, my wife and I listened to a
0: podcast called This American Life, which is just it's so good. Um, it's it's put on by a radio station in, in uh, Chicago, actually. So I'm sure Pastor Mike knows about it. Mm-hmm. and. Um, they had a, they had one segment with an essay from one of their producers uh, talking about the whole issue. And, uh, you know, she was asking the question, like, why, why now? Like, why, right. um, why, why this, why is it since, you know, this has been happening for a while and even having videos and stuff. It's, you know, that's been going on for a while. Why, why now? And yeah. and I think part of that answer, which she didn't really get into, but that was like the first thought of my mind was, was the quarantine. Yeah. Like, people you know people have the 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 freedom um to actively engage in a way that they haven't before because a lot of people are not working right now yep um they're they're you know they're at home they're looking for something to do and in contrast to what you know happens in the past you know you might go to a protest but most people can't um, engage long term because you know you got to work, you got to go to job right. you got to earn income, right? <laughs> right, right. Um, and so you can't just be out on the streets protesting and marching. But yeah, we're living in a different time right now, and so mm-hmm. it's allowed. A, I think a different level of of civic engagement, and I think that's part of why why the response has been so magnified. It wasn't. It wasn't that it was anything that we hadn't seen before, right? um not even that it was any more shocking or terrible than anything right. that we had seen before um i think it was just uh, uh, they called it a perfect storm it was, it, it it was a combination of That's factors right. the pandemic which mm-hmm. already had emotions high and mm-hmm. you know but also but also the freedom that a lot of people were just stuck at home yeah with nothing else to do and this came up and it's like well I don't have to worry about going to work tomorrow right. like let's, let's go march let's go protest like yep. let's go do something about this because I needed something to do anyway yep and 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 I don't you know part of me I feel like that's not by accident um that perhaps nope. I was by by divine design. design absolutely um but uh you know and midst of all that and we've talked about a lot of different things like um so we had a, for those of you who are listening, and for those of you who are not from around the Northwest, and it's, it's not like I haven't seen this become a big news thing. Um, uh, but it's out there for those of us who know there was uh, you know a church locally here, you know, a fairly large and well known church uh, that had a situation with a member of their worship team who uh, apparently because of their visibility they have to submit uh, their wardrobe before service. Uh, for approval mm-hmm. and uh this young uh black woman wore a shirt with a raised black fist on it and it said uh united what did, what did it stand. say united we stand right so so not a real controversial statement <laughs> it wasn't it didn't say black lives matter right. it didn't say you know, defund the police it didn't say anything i just said united we stand um and and she was told that she couldn't wear it on the stage um and the thing that keyed the conversation I want to have today was me reading the response from the church to the community after the outrage that came out of that. And they talked a lot about unity. And the immediate thought that came up in my mind was why do we have to protect the unity of people who might be offended by that statement instead of striving for unity in support of that statement? Absolutely. Absolutely. and that, and that that went to the point that that took me to the place of 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 asking the question um which you know i think was illustrated in in that in the amazon series that we're going to talk about in another podcast compromise color of compromise is how has the church used the biblical idea of unity as a weapon to maintain the status quo And, and that's, that's been something I've been thinking about. Um, and so I thought, you know, we kind of discussed that. What, what is unity? What is the purpose of unity? And how maybe has that, has the idea of unity been used by the church to, to, to quell rebellion, to quell questions, to quell, um, shifts and changes that probably needed to happen and could have happened faster, but for the weaponization of this idea of unity. So what you
1: think? The crazy thing, the crazy thing to me is that their statement, the subject of their statement was unity. They asked her not, they asked her to change her wardrobe because the subject of her shirt was unity. Yeah. Which is crazy. But I think the thing that, was was off-putting to them um uh, and i don't want actually i'll say challenging and not off-putting that was challenging to them was the fist yeah because think i mean think about it if she had a shirt that just said united we stand on it without a fist Mm -hmm. i don't think they would have had an an issue but right. the fist explicitly says, or explicitly denotes, a, a cause or championing a cause for a specific group or specific people, um, and uh, at Champion Center, at, right? Which is funny. <laughs> so there's definitely there's definitely some irony in all of this. It's it's really crazy. Um, but before before I talk about that. Real quick, I just want to say that uh, when Jesus before Jesus left the disciples, he prayed with them, and a lot of people who are listening will remember this prayer, um, this is what this wasn't to teach us to pray prayer. this was Jesus praying for the disciples and all that would come after them. Um, and he said that I pray that you all can be one. Like, I and the Father are one. And it's amazing to me that from that statement, Paul would later say, hey, you should be able to come together and reason. You should be able to come together and reason. Because I don't think God, there's a difference between I heard somebody talk about unit, um, uh, unity and unified, I think, if I'm remembering correctly, this coffee is starting to work. Um, (laughs) My brain is running. But, um, or, and I think think they said agreement and unity. There's a difference between agreement and, and unity. We can be in disagreement, but still unified. You see what I'm saying? But we can't be undivided and unified. And what is happening right now is there is a complete division. Um, But there, but the church churches, many churches, I don't say the church, but many churches are thinking that they're unified because their people that they've asked to be silent are silent. So they think they're unified. No, you're not. That's Yeah. That's a good point. You're not unified. You've, you've just asked for compliance. Um, and we can only come to unity after having a reasoning session and finding out where we agree and where we disagree, but understand and see clearly what the goal is, where we are all trying to get to. And where we're all trying to get is to be like the like Jesus and the Father. I'm not doing anything unless the Father tells me. I'm not saying anything unless the Father tells me to say it. Um... And Jesus said, "I want you guys to be one, like we are. So, um, and that has to do with uh, self-denial, sacri- sacrificing ourselves. i think in that same and that same prayer. Um, he talks about taking up your cross, denying yourself, and follow following me. And um, you can't do that when you're when you're undivided. And the 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 issue." that um, we're facing right now and that we've been facing, well, I'll just say the church, that the the church has been facing is that we're screaming for people to be unified by asking them to be quiet and just go along with the leadership. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, we we can't do that. We cannot do that because there is there is an issue here that, really, if we talked about it, would unite us and it would make us look more closely like Jesus um, and would be the answer to his prayer. Um, yeah.
0: Yeah. And, and you know, else, elsewhere in the New Testament, you, you see that unified defined a little bit more specifically in terms like, uh, the you know, all of us having the mind of Christ let this same mind
1: be in you yeah. that was in Christ. One
0: god Jesus. one savior one faith one spirit mm-hmm. the mind of christ so there's a definition to it it's not just about arbitrary unity it's yeah. about being unified through the holy spirit through the one spirit yeah. in the mind of christ so then we have to look at what is the mind of christ that's what we're supposed to be unified in right? we, we, sh- we shouldn't we shouldn't acquiesce to a demand of unity for the sake of unity if what we're being asked to be unified with is not christ-like listen <laughs> <laughs> that's you, that's listen. the key like we're, we're supposed to be unified in the mind of christ yeah not unified for the sake of being unified but our unity is in something that's not christ-like yeah and i think that's where that's where we start talking about the weaponization of unity in the history of the church right up to today Mm -hmm. and and we and i personally i saw it in that statement of uh it's not unity it's don't rock the boat don't ruffle the feathers and it's yes to the status quo of how things have been because we don't want to upset anybody and it's like well people are already upset. People so, are on the already question upset. becomes is the is Christ likeness on the side of this group that's upset or this group that's upset. Mm-hmm. Wherever the wherever the mind of Christ would be, wherever the Christ likeness would be, that's where we should be pushing for unity. Mm-hmm. Not just unity for unity's sake, right? <laughs>
1: we it, it's it's uh, people are I was cutting someone's hair last night and um, reminded of something that someone said in the conversation that I was having with my wife and this kid's mom uh, who was there. And uh, we were talking about how here in America, um, it's amazing, you know, July 4th is tomorrow and we're going to be celebrating uh, uh, this country's independence from uh, Britain and um, all that stuff is amazing. Like I, I, appreciate it. You know what I'm saying? Historically, um, it's it speaks of a people finding their own voice and and doing something about it, standing up t- for their standing up for their God given right. I think it's amazing. But what has resulted from that? What's up, Jen? <laughs> what has resulted from that is a country full of rebellious people mm-hmm. because they think well my way is more important than your way or what i want is more important than what you want and that mindset has crept into the church now speaking about what you what you said about let this mind be in you having a, us having the same mind as christ when paul said that he described what that mind was, yeah. By saying Jesus was sent here, but didn't use his the fact that he was from heaven and actually God uh, to his advantage. Yeah, he did not. Matter of fact, he used one. Uh, the word he used was he made himself of no reputation. Yeah. He literally demonstrated, take up your cross, deny yourself. Take up your cross, deny yourself. Don't use the fact that you are a royal priesthood, a chosen generation. You are a joint heir with me. Don't use the fact of, don't use any of that. But what I want you to use is my example Deny yourself, pick up your cross, follow me. And um, we don't, we haven't employed that like we should in the church in America, um, because we're so offended. P- people, I've been hearing that just like you have ever since this started. Well, I don't want to rock the boat. I don't want to cause people to have to choose. And this is these are born again folks. Talking about born again folks, I don't want to have to cause yeah. them to have to choose. I don't want to. Um, I don't want to. Um, uh, what did this person say to me? I don't want to have. I don't want people have to pick sides. You know, mm-hmm. <laughs> of what side of the fence they're going to be. What do you mean? What side of the fence they're going to be? That's what, our whole purpose is to, especially as spiritual leaders, and we've talked about this before, is to equip the saints for the work of the ministry. And the work of the ministry always winds up being being witnesses for Jesus, like he said in Acts, before he ascended. And we that word witness, and I think you mentioned it on a, on a previous podcast, the Greek, uh, that word translated in Greek means martyr. The end result for all of this is that we sacrifice ourselves to the point for Christ that if it means death, then it means death. Now, most of it is uh, spiritual death. Uh, I mean, um, um, uh, figurative death. We are figuratively dying to ourself and dying to our own needs. But if it comes to physical, like Paul said, for me to live is Christ. As long as I'm here, I'm going to die to my flesh. But if I actually have to die, then it's going to be my gain. So it's a win-win situation. We don't look at it like that. We look at the American dream and heaven as a win-win situation. Yeah. And it can't, never the two shall meet. (laughs) And, um, so with this whole thing with the girl in the shirt on, on one hand, and you tell me what you think about this on one hand, uh, the consensus, the, the mind that I heard, the thought that I heard from, uh, one of the people that I spoke with about it, Um, was that, okay, you're on stage and you're trying to point people to Christ, you know, through song. You're trying to put their attention back on his goodness, his grace, his mercy, his awesomeness, his greatness. But instead, you're standing up there with the shirt on, which could be a distraction to that. Yeah. Yeah. What do you think yeah. about that?
0: Well, and, and uh, from from the from the post that I saw from the young woman explaining the situation, that's what they tried to say at first,
1: mm-hmm.
0: right? And and to me, that even speaks to they something inside of them knew that this was wrong, because they they tried to use a different explanation. Well, you know, we don't we don't want to have people up there with any kind of message or anything on their shirt because it could be a distraction. But she was like, "You've let plenty of people up there with words and statements on their shirts,
1: right?" You know, and if so they just like, wear a well, Seahawks shirt on stage, that's a statement.
0: Yeah. <laughs> and so she's like, it has nothing to do with the fact that there's words on my shirt because that's never been an issue before, right? And, you know, so it's like let's 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 be honest about what we're saying here, and the fact yeah. that they were uncomfortable with that and we're trying to couch it in other terms speaks to the fact that something in the conscience, something in the spirit was 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 probably this wasn't yeah it Mm -hmm. wasn't that that, you know should have been what was listened to to you know to begin with and so yeah I think if there if that had been the standard right then yeah that's not a problem like here's the guidelines for what we wear and we don't have any you know obvious you know logos insignias or words Mm -hmm. on the shirt um, because we want to keep people's focus not on us but but on you know the Lord, and right. uh, that would have been fine. But to to try to to try to uh, uh, manufacture that standard right. when it hasn't been the standard, right? Um, against this particular shirt, which again, like we said, was not really con- that controversial in the statement that it made it was like you said, the fist could be misconstrued. Yeah. But there's lots of things on church that could be misconstrued. I mean, you have a united we stand, uh, that seems to speak to unity. Right. And you would hope that the church would want all of the people attending the church to stand in unity Mm -hmm. and to be united, um, in this cause, um, for justice and, and righteousness in and outside of the church. So, yeah, I think that's, I think that's where the issue arose was, um, that's that's fine, and I don't disagree with that standard, but you can't, if that hasn't been the standard, you don't get to just pull it out of a hat because you don't like one particular shirt. Right. right. Is that the same
1: as, you, you think there there would be the same response if uh, the media team decided to put the, um, to superimpose the American flag on the big screen behind the singers while they're singing or somebody wearing a make American great again hat while they're playing drums. You think that the people would have the well, same. The hat, maybe
0: uh, the flag, probably not because lots of places do that. Mm-hmm. We were, we were just talking with our family about uh, when we went down to uh, visit some of my family in Oregon, uh, we went to a local church and it was 4th of July weekend, I believe. And uh <laughs> they didn't even sing worship songs. They sang Americana and word. Yeah. It was gross. It was like, are uh, you kidding me? I was like, what are we worshiping here? Are you serious right now? Like, okay, we're just going to sing songs about America at church as our worship time. What? And of course that's, that's an extreme example, right? That's, that's, you know, you're in the middle of ultra conservative central Oregon, um, Again, probably not as uncommon as we would like to think, but I think, yeah, I mean, we've talked about the con- the connection that the church has come with patriotism. Yeah. Um and our national identity and nationalism and things like that. So no, there nobody would have a problem. We we do it all the time. We do it on Memorial Day. We do it on Veterans Day. We do it on Fourth of July weekend, or we have the Americana in our graphics and all that kind of stuff. And no one says, "Oh, we're distracting from 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 the Lord," right? But uh, they don't. you know, you're, like you right. said, dual right. dual standards. Dual standards. Mm-hmm. Um, that's that's the problem that's where I see the weaponization of unity. Mm -hmm. It's fine to have unity and to have a standard and have a reason behind that standard. But when that standard is only spoken or applied to specific things and not to other things that are the same ilk, then it becomes a weapon. You're wielding a weapon to silence certain people. Like you said, like you, you know, how many pastors are walking into their church imagining and patting themselves on the back because they feel like their church has so much unity in the midst of all of this crisis, but what it really is is that there is a culture that silences—that's right—those who actually want to speak up, um, and silences those who um, are feeling the hurt and the pain, quiets the morning, you know, shuts the mouth of the the cry for justice, mm-hmm. um, and calls that unity. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> Look, they're <that's> quiet. <laughs> <laughs> We're good to go. <laughs> that's not that's not that's, like, scripturally, uh, and that's not that's not that's not freedom and liberty nationally either it's it's neither it falls sort of either
1: standard to me it's it's actually tranquilizing you have tranquilized your people it's uh the picture just popped in my head i was uh watching these guys trying to um trying to uh help a giraffe who had gotten something tied around its neck And it was choking to death. So the giraffe doesn't know. It's just like, I'm in pain. I got to figure out a way to relieve this pain. I got to figure out a way to relieve this pain. I don't want to die. I'm trying to preserve my life. It doesn't know that these guys are trying to help. The giraffe is running. And they're trying to lasso the legs to get it to fall. And they got to tranquilize it in order for it to to, to comply with Mm -hmm. what it is they want to do. And they can't do anything with the giraffe until it's completely uh, tranquilized, until the tranquilizer has worked. Otherwise, they'll be putting themselves in danger. And that's the picture of uh, of where we are right now. Uh, A lot of leaders are just wanting to tranquilize the folks who they've been... Uh, given to steward yeah so that doesn't cause them any danger yeah 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 i want to i'm gonna, I'm, I'm gonna uh, uh for
0: the sake of those who are listening who have in all likelihood been heavily indoctrinated into the culture of unity in the church we all have it, it's mm-hmm. one of the it's one of the key words it's one of the base ideas um you know uh, what's what's the scripture you know blessed is it when you know brothers dwell together in unity and all that kind of stuff. Right. So I want to, I want to look at some biblical things and, and I want to, I want to challenge that. And a couple of the things that came to my mind as I was thinking about, have been thinking about this issue for the last few days, since, since that whole thing went down um, is um, first of all, Jesus Mm -hmm. who said, right. I come not to bring peace, but a sword. He, he understood he understood that his that the message of Christ, the gospel, was going to destroy families, was going to tear, um, you know, parents from children and siblings from each other. I mean, he mm-hmm. he says this mm-hmm. explicitly, right? And so he, in one way, he came to bring unity, but in another way, he br- he came explicitly to bring disunity.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: He knew some are going to accept this and some are not. Yeah. Right. Some are going to accept the truth. Some are not. Some are going to strive for righteousness. Some are going to reject it. That's right. Um, And that's just how it's going to be. And it's not going to be a soft, casual thing. It's Mm -hmm. going to be an ugly, um, violent. And that's what we've seen that all play out throughout history. Right. Um, And so unity is an important thing to strive for. But we, again, we have to understand like, we don't protect unity for the sake of unity if the (laughs) unity is not, is not righteous and of God, right? right? I
1: mean, the the Jewish people, the
0: the Jewish people were all in, they were all in unity. Look, waiting for the the Messiah to come before Jesus came and then he blew up all that unity. Yep. Right. So unity for the sake of unity is not what God is looking for. The other thing I thought of uh, a couple of things in the history of the church was okay. So very early on the whole church the quote unquote church, the apostles and all the Jewish believers were in complete unity that the gospel was not for the Gentiles. Right. Complete unity. And then here comes Paul and he blows it all up. Right. And so what if they had, you know, shot Paul down. Mm-hmm. You know, and said, "No, no, we we're all in agreement. We're all in unity. You're bringing conflict and division right now, mm-hmm. which is unChrist-like. So, you know, we're you, we're we need you to be quiet. Yeah, we need you to step back and be quiet. What would have happened if that had been the response? Unity for the sake of unity. They were wrong, and yeah. someone stepped out of unity to point it out, mm-hmm. so that the whole church could grow together in the unity of the mind of Christ." Which was for both the Jews and the Gentiles, right? The other thing I thought of was, do we think that God was pleased at the level of unity in the church in the early times of of, uh, of America, um, in the in in the consideration of belief that that uh, were either not a person or later were only three fifths of a person. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. like do, do we think that God was happy about that unity no Again, not at no. all <laughs> but nope. there were probably people who were fi- they were probably using the idea of unity to shut the voices of those who were like hold on guys this 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 isn't this isn't right this can't be right this isn't what we see in the bible like those voices were there they were called abolitionists mm-hmm. right and, and they were there But the majority of the church, which is how you know we see how this is how slavery persisted and existed in this country, was with the acquiescence of the church. Yeah, Um, because almost everyone considered themselves a Christian at that point and went to church. So the vast majority of people were standing in unity. Mm -hmm. And and I think the the main point is just that unity for the sake of unity, because value unity. Yeah. It's, it's 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 a secondary thing it has to be a secondary thing to the leading of the holy spirit the the truth and the teachings of christ to the scriptures and um the mind of christ being unified in the mind of christ and i think that's where the issue rises up today mm-hmm. as as we're seeing and i'm sure i mean if it happened in that one instance i am sure it's happening all over the place where um You know, black and brown voices, congregants, pastors, church leaders, elders, beacons are being told to be quiet, either explicitly or, um, you know, um, what's the opposite of explicitly? I don't know overtly or covertly, I can can think of the opposite of explicit Uh, implicit privately or or yeah yeah, explicitly either through understanding the the environment of the culture Mm -hmm. or actually being told to your faith to be quiet for
1: the sake of unity now Um, the the question that I think everything that you pointed out uh and everything that you pointed out the question that arises for me is uh, it's funny, uh, real quick. Sometimes when I talk, I feel like I'm typing and I backspace a lot. And <laughs> <laughs> no, this is what I really want to say. Um, but the question that that came up while you were talking was, okay, what is the what was Jesus's entire goal for us to be unified? Well, what's the goal of unity? Why did he, why did he want us to be unified? Why did he? want us to be okay you guys might not agree but at the end of the day like in the old testament says how can two walk together Yeah, unless they unless they're going in the same direction yeah that's yeah. The, the transliteration of that verse if you're not going in the same direction how can you walk together yeah and yeah i i think the direction that we're all trying to that we should all be trying to get to or, or go in is the direction back to the father which is through jesus and how do we go through jesus back to the father living like he lived yeah jesus talked about the qualifications he said if you do this then you belong to the father if you're yeah. loving each other and obeying his commands you belong to the father he recognizes you as his own um and and you're 100 percent right there are people jesus knew that there would be people that would follow him and there, there would be people that would reject him. And he was perfectly fine with that because he knew that's, that's the human hearts. And, and we were talking, I was talking about this um, on a video that I did that since the time that God created people, everything has changed like technology, advancements, agriculture, everything. The only thing that has not is the human heart. Mm-hmm. The human heart has not changed. It is still the same. It is. It still rejects truth. It still rejects challenge, all that stuff. Um, and the fact that we have people who say they know the truth but don't want to go the way of the truth, it, it shouldn't alarm us. Like, it shouldn't surprise us because Jesus said... This is what it, this it, is just, it, it should alarm us, but it shouldn't surprise us. It yet. shouldn't surprise us. Jesus said, this is the sword that I came to bring. This is the sword. And it's not because you are a jerk. It's not because I was a jerk or you were a jerk. It's because when the truth hit them, when the truth challenged them, they decided to take, um, they, did, they didn't decide to grow from it and let it illuminate the human, their human condition, and the fact that they need me, they decided to choose a fence and pick what they wanted to do with it, and thus, what what happens from that? You hurt, pe- you actually hurt people. Yeah, you actually alienate people. You actually marginalize them, and you wind up, if you're a spiritual leader, you wind up being one of those people that um, that keeps tranquilizers. <laughs> <laughs> to just shoot yeah. people that you like, huh? Oh, I, I want them to be quiet about this. And <laughs> the pastor, psh, Right. <laughs> you <think> that, psh, <laughs> <laughs> wouldn't it be better if we psh. Yo. <laughs> what a skit. I air, can see that.
0: You got your airsoft guns. Oh my God. I can see oh, that, that on that SNL. Would be a good, that would be a good skit, actually. Hey, Pastor, I just
1: wanted to talk to you about psh. Oh, yeah? Come here. Let's just psst. Right no more problems from him no more problems from her yeah the the backlash jesus i was uh, i was thinking about it
0: i was thinking about it earlier like you know we we talk a lot about uh the you know having the ministry of reconciliation i do feel like that verse is being taken out of context a lot right now Mm -hmm. um because the ministry of reconciliation is in the context of reconciliation to god uh, yeah. We use it a lot of times in talking about reconciliation to each to other, other, but yeah. there's there's a part of it that that's true. You know, Jesus talks about if you have offense, um, if you've committed an offense against a brother, go mm-hmm. and you know you know be reconciled. But you know, reconciliation, unity can't come until there's reconciliation. Yeah, and I think that's the key component that's being missed in the churches search for unity is that we're not willing to engage in the ministry of reconciliation. We're not, we're not willing to engage in the process. Like you said, to have the conversation, uh, to sit down, let's talk about this. And that way we can come to a consensus. Yes. This is what the Bible says about this issue. This is what our response is going to be. This is how we're going to move forward as a body. Yeah. If, if no one's willing to have the conversation and it's just about shut your mouth and, and, and assimilate, and and follow what we've always done, and don't rock the boat. Then, then there can be no unity. There can't be because there because there hasn't been any reconciliation. There mm-hmm. has to be. Re- we're not unified with the Father until we're reconciled to Him.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: We're reconciled to Him be, through Christ and through our own, and through our repentance, right? Through the blood of Christ and through our repentance yeah. is how we're reconciled to God, which allows us to come back into the unity that we lost in the Garden. Mm-hmm. Without the reconciliation, there's only you know, unity, and the church is trying to accomplish unity through force
1: Ooh. and censorship
0: instead of through reconciliation. Ooh. And 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 that's the what it what it really is. Is and we've talked about this. I think it's a common thread throughout our conversations on this podcast, and because I, th- I think it's the common thread throughout much of what the church struggles with, yeah. is that we just we keep wanting to go back to being under the law. Yes, we do. And that's all the law was unity forced, you know, unity through force. That's right. And it because wasn't actual reconciliation, which is why Jesus had to come, right? That's right. And so I think I think you're absolutely right. Like people have to have these conversations. I was uh I don't remember if you're the one who told me about this guy. No, no, he was Pastor West. And I think he said there was some kind of special on on I haven't looked it up yet on Netflix or Amazon or something. But uh, there's this—I uh, don't know if you heard about this. There's this uh, blue singer, this black blue singer, and and he has taken—he took it upon himself at some point. I, I haven't read all the details, but I saw—I looked up the article and, and tagged it on my Facebook—to—to um, to go to KKK rallies, oh, yeah, and engage in conversation with people there, yeah, and and to date he has he has helped lead like over 200 people to renounce the KKK mindset right. yeah. and beliefs. And he actually, he collects their robes in their, their hoods every we, we time We did talk they, about it. Yeah. You know, and, and he's engaging in a ministry of reconciliation. That's right. He's engaging in the, the difficult and messy. Cause I'm like, what mm-hmm. does that look like? First mm-hmm. of all, when you walk into a KKK rally, like mm-hmm. you're taking, you're putting your, you're taking your life in your hands every single yeah. time. Like that's, that's incredible. He's literally Daniel in the lines then trusting the Lord's protection every time yeah. he does that. But he it's it's the messy, difficult A a process to go through and that's why we try to run away with it and we just try to smack the the stamp of 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 unity unity you know green stamp Mm -hmm. unity anything that's not unity we red stamp it cut it out but no one actually wants to engage in the process yeah division you're a divisive spirit jezebel spirit we throw out all the spirit names this Mm -hmm. and that and you're of the devil get behind me satan and then get out to church yep it's like where where's the reconciliation where's the ministry of it what is why is it called why is it not just called reconciliation why is it called the ministry of reconciliation it's a you have to do something yeah it's something that you have to bring to the table and engage in with other people and and i think you i think you just hit it you hit it like right on the head with the fact that like no one is willing to sit down and have the conversations well not no one it's it's a lot of seeing it all over the place across lots of churches right now and that's amazing but unfortunately, there's still a lot of churches that are, that are using it against uh, to to hold the status quo and to hold this idea of unity as a weapon, really against truth and against the mind of Christ. Yeah.
1: Um, so, dude, and, and that's was a challenge. I, I haven't watched it. I I, I saw uh, 2020. Uh, that's the news show, right? 2020. Or is it 20 minute? Is 60 minutes? 15. There is a new show called 2020. I, I, yeah, there's, yeah, there's, yeah. yeah um, I can't remember if it was on 2020 or 60 Minutes, but they did a story of this guy, uh, of that guy. And he, he talked about how he went about his quest. And it wasn't, A, hey, I just want you to get to know who I am. Just, just look, why don't you just listen to my story first? He went in wanting to find out their story yeah he literally did what jesus was telling us to do take up your cross deny yourself deny yourself deny yourself. so he denied himself and went to try to find out about them the humility that that had to take like you said he just trusted the lord because god he, he was a believer yeah. He just yeah. trusted the Lord. Yeah. yeah. And the humility, the yeah. humility.
0: Like we, so we were talking about his example last night in our Bible study. And, uh, you know, again, for those of you, who want to read, read some scripture about, you know, how to engage in this type of, a, uh, really the ministry of reconciliation, mm-hmm. uh, read first Corinthians chapter eight and nine. Where Paul talks about how, regardless of what our personal conviction is, our freedoms, our liberties in Christ, our yep. rights—that's it—we it. we, we sacrifice those right. and we we diminish those, just like Christ did. He diminished mm-hmm. Himself mm-hmm. to become a servant for us. Mm-hmm. That's what Paul talks about. I become a slave to all people. What he's talking about is I put myself in. How do I serve you? We were talking about yep. how, um, um, uh, you know, a servant. Or we were talking about how like a parent, if you, you know, you want your kids to eat a healthy meal, mm-hmm. but if you know that they just going to refuse to eat certain things that taste a certain way or whatever, mm-hmm. what you do is in service to them being healthy, you craft a meal that's going to provide them the healthy stuff they need yeah. in a form that they're going to want to eat. Yeah. And that's basically what Paul's saying is in every situation, I, I strive to know the person and what it is that will make the gospel desirable to them and I come as a servant and I give up my me. rights and I give up my freedoms and right. I give up my liberties mm-hmm. in pursuit of winning as many as I can. Mm-hmm. It's that humility and that love for the lost to engage in that process mm-hmm. that I think we've lost a lot of in the church in our self-righteousness, in our desire, again, as we talked about in our patriotic Christianity. That's right. To to exercise, enforce, defend, and and wield our rights and our freedoms. And, and Paul tells us that, that we should be doing
1: exactly the opposite. That's right. We, the, the, I love that you said that um, because that's what Paul echoed uh, in his life, what he said about Jesus. Um, we Going back to that scripture where, where he said he made his, his uh, unity, equality with God of no effect. He didn't use that. Yeah. He, he set it to the side. And Paul said at the end of that, uh, towards the end of that statement, even unto death. Yeah. Even unto death. And so, likewise, Paul said, I do the same thing. I'm doing the same thing. Uh, and I feel like that echoes back to Jesus' um, call to the disciples if you follow me, I'll show you how to be fishers of men. Uh, and in every situation, you'll follow you'll find my heart for each situation with each person that you come across you won't use you won't try to use the same lore for everybody be like no this yeah. is my favorite lore i'm using it i don't care uh he's a homeless person i don't care i'm using the same lore i used last week on the rich guy no it's follow him and he'll show you how to be a fisher men. and 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 i love that story of of um i have to watch it now so i can get the guy's name but of how he 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 went in and was able to use the 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 ministry of reconciliation the gift of reconciliation and and die to his flesh and find out who these individuals were who are part of the kkk um and you can't now look at that he did that on the street we can't even do that in what a lot of us still think or believe is the sanctuary, the house of God. We can't yeah. even do, you like, it's so backwards. It's so backwards. There are p- actual people in our gatherings that we sit next to, that we sing to, that we preach to, that would so benefit from just having a panel a simple panel the act of it is simple but it would challenge them to be like yo am i living like i'm supposed to be the the, the issue is we haven't been teaching this from the beginning so when a crisis comes up folks don't know how to act right right yeah (laughs) you know what i'm saying yeah we're teaching other stuff
0: yeah when when crisis happens that's when uh, I was just I was reading an article uh, today on ESPN, you know, and they're they're like you know, as they have been for the last like three four yeah. months, they're trying to find stuff to talk about. So now they're breaking down all the all the quarterbacks, and uh, you know they're <laughs> talking about uh, Baker. I was reading about Baker Mayfield and and Sam Darnold, two young quarterbacks who struggled a lot last season, and uh, and they were talking about how they're trying to redo baker mayfield's mechanics but they're talking about how they've tried to do that with some other quarterbacks in the past and the question always is you know when when the rush is in their face or the game isn't going well are they going to stick to it or are they going to revert back to
1: right.
0: their original bad mechanics right, right. And, and and go back to you know playing poorly right and, uh, and and you're right when crisis happens what's really inside of people comes out mm-hmm like you can you can talk all the games you want when things are going smoothly, or even when it's just your normal, yep. you know, life life struggles. But when crisis like this happens, mm-hmm. the the truth comes out mm-hmm. the de- the true defaults, the true beliefs, the core beliefs in 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 your in your heart or be manifested. And you've yep. talked about this. Uh, Pastor Mike mentioned that in the panel, like this has been a time of what do you say like there's a refiner's fire and there's a revealing fire and revealing like, fire. this yep. has been a revealing fire that has mm-hmm. showed a lot of people and a lot of uh, uh systems and a lot of uh, industries and um organizations and you know under organization i include the church a lot of reality has been shown this is what we really this is what we really think this is what how we really act that this is, is how we right really think about you because of how we're now choosing to treat you in crisis. When our backs are against the wall, this is actually who we really are. Mm-hmm. And, and it ain't been pretty. In a lot of circumstances,
1: <laughs> it has not been pretty. Bro. Bro. Oh my God. It's been the complete opposite. It's, there are people who are, um, I have a friend who posted on, uh, a thread uh, that i started on my Facebook page. He was so appalled at some of the comments. This is a believer. He was so appalled at some of the comments and stances of some of the other believers that posted on this thread that he just said, it's a shame that some of these people, that the majority of these people go to the same church I go to that think like this. Now I know uh and I'm gonna jack up what he said, but it was basically now I know who um who you really are. Yeah. Basically, and I was like, man, that is it was so sad. It was so sad, but so true, all at the same time. Because it's like this has really for all and he's been at, at you know at that church for years, more than 14 years, and you're with these people. Every Sunday, every Wednesday, you almost grow up with them and you think you know them, right? Just from a Sunday and Wednesday, although, and we know that that's impossible to really know somebody because you can't really fellowship on a Sunday or a Wednesday, especially with the model of church that we have right now. Um, but to see, just like what you said, this crisis bring out the real in people. So... All all those Sundays and Wednesdays you were sitting there listening to Scripture and and folks break down Scripture for you and encourage you, you didn't get love. You didn't get bear one another's burdens. Yeah. You didn't get deny yourself, take up your cross, and follow Jesus. You didn't get none of that. Mm -hmm. All you got was as long as they don't touch my flag and my rights, I'm all right. Mm. Keep singing, keep hyping me up.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: But yeah. don't touch and, none of my and, rights and, and, and I'm good. And for us
0: as pastors, that for us depends. like, what have I been preaching about? Sir. What have I been, what have I been, what have I been teaching? What have I been, you know, pastoring uh, my church? If that's the state of my church, like, you know, it's a it's a hard uh uh introspection that happens too as as a leader when you're sitting there and while you're like, This isn't the church that I wanna have. This isn't the no. mindset that I I want people that that I'm pastoring to have. Like, and so how do I how do I need to change? How do I need to change my approach to to ministry, to preaching, teaching? You know, how do how do we address that? I think that's a
1: lot of the questions that, that pastors are or should be like wrestling with right now. I I, want to say kudos to any pastor who's listening right now and has had those thoughts or has said those words um, because that's huge. And you are, you are being who you're being exactly who God has called you to be because you realize that you are human. You realize that the fact that you are a pastor or that you are a spiritual leader is not licensed for you to think that you're right or that you, um, have all the ideas or that your way is the best way. Um, so I just want to thank you and give you kudos because that is correct. That is what, that's what, um, that's what God wants. That's what Jesus wants. That's following Jesus example. Yeah. Um, Yeah.
0: And what's the the Bible tells us we're going to be judged by our fruit. Mm Mm-hmm. And and trees that aren't producing uh, good fruit, so you're either not producing any fruit or you're producing bad fruit. Either yeah. one of those is going to be cut down and thrown to the fire. That's I mean, right. that's that's what the Bible tells us. That's what you know Jesus told us. And so, yeah, Ooh. I think right now it's like, oh, oh, so that's the fruit, um, and that's scary. We need to work on that. We need to trim back. We need to throw some fertilizer down in there. We need to get a new water supply. Because uh, that ain't looking real good. That's scary, you know? man. And that's that's a difficult recognition to have. But but like you said, like I, I I believe and I hope that many, not just individual Christians, but also pastors, are 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 having that revealing right now. That revealing yeah. fire is showing them some things, and it's it's I believe going to help redefine redefine ministry going forward. Not just what we do and how we do it, but but the content. What do we focus on? um you know we just we just wrapped the series the, the on the fruit of the spirit this uh, last sunday was the last one self-control mm. and i was just this week we had our prayer zoom meeting and, and stuff and i was just like my prayer is really like god let 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 this 10 week series let this don't let this fade away yes like in the consciousness and the hearts of of the people at city view church you know and yeah. anyone else who watched them online like being led by the spirit and having the fruit of the spirit produced in our lives should be like at the absolute forefront of what we focus on in our, in our walk with Christ. Um, because if that's happening, then everything else falls into place. If that's happening, then that means I'm going to be, I'm already, because I'm being led by the spirit, I'm guaranteed to be walking in the will of God. Yeah. Yeah guaranteed to be living according to the law of christ i'm guaranteed to be walking in unity with my brothers and sisters because we're all you know one spirit and one mind and so, if we can, if we can, in individuals and churches, be led by the Spirit, the unity takes care of itself. It take, the reconciliation takes care of itself. The unity takes care of itself. The ministry takes care of itself. It's all about being led by the Spirit and having that fruit produced in our lives by the Holy Spirit.
1: The body's going to function like it's supposed to.
0: Yeah. Right. <laughs> it's going to uh, function like it's supposed to. It's it's funny because it's like it's 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 not easy, mm-hmm. but it's not complicated.
1: Well, you that's said that's I
0: put it. Like people are like, "Oh, it's you know, it's not that hard." Well, no, it, it is hard. It, it's it it's is hard, hard to it's hard to put your flesh to death. <laughs> it's hard to to learn to be obedient. It's hard to say yes to God when He asks you to do crazy stuff. It's talking like, to it's KKK not KKK easy Hart. to be led by the Spirit, but it's also not complicated. Mm-hmm. We all hear it. Mm-hmm. We we all feel it uh, in our Bible study. One of the guys was sharing. He's like, "I, I had a situation come up." And I was going to jump in and take care of it myself like I always do. And I felt something inside me, just this little, this little urge say, hold back. Let me take care of this. Mm-hmm. Like, and so I did. And it was amazing what happened. You know, it's not, so it's not complicated. We all, we hear that voice. We feel that urge. We understand. Um, and, and we, but mostly we just ignore it and, and disobey it and, and pass it off as this or that or whatever um so it's not easy but it's not complicated
1: it's Yo, not complicated it, it is because <laughs> the end result what what's the end result the end result is actual unity actual we, yeah actual it's, it's christ-centered unity. holy spirit yeah. unity yeah i mean but it's it, it's just what you said it's just messy um anything worth having is messy you can never have i was thinking about this um after a conversation i had with someone this week um actually it's a thought that I have a lot Um, being married having kids um, having dogs uh, and wanting to have more dogs anything that is worth having and you know this saying is worth working for if you want to have it it's worth working for it it's worth working for it you can never that's why I love um, um, elite athletes because they're like yo I'm grateful for this not everybody can do what I do, yeah. So I'm going to do it to the best of my. Best. I'm going to be working out. I'm going to be eating right. I'm going to get my sleep. I I love elite musicians because they're going to be like, yo. I'm going to be practicing. I'm going to be making sure I'm I'm I'm, I'm uh, I know my music. If you're going to be married, you're going to have kids. You understand, and all those people understand that. Yes, it is hard. it is is messy. Who wants to get yeah. up? who wants to and get if, up at if two you're not willing to do the work then you don't really want it you don't really want it you don't and you really, don't need it, it always takes work. people
0: talk about stuff that they need, but if like if you're not willing nah. to work for it, you don't nah. really need it and you like, so yo,
1: what <laughs> like you we, just said we work we work for some food and water, don't we right. we need it What you just said makes me wonder how many pastors are really called to be pastors in this situation that they're not responding appropriately to you really wanted the church but you're not doing the things to actually keep and actually work for it to keep it going like god has called you to and one of those things is dealing with the mess you got it again like i i don't I don't think that that I don't
0: think that that matters in this context because every part of the fivefold ministry would be called to deal with this, right? Bro, you can't. You can't. I mean, that's. I mean, First Corinthians chapter nine. That's what Paul's. He's talking about evangelism. You can't do that without humbling yourself, without being in in the mess of the ministry of reconciliation to to win souls. Uh, you can't. We were talking about that's that in the Bible nice. too. Like, like it's not about like you have people who spend the entire Christian life on a street corner with a bullhorn screaming at people about their sin. Mm-hmm. And in the course of 40 years, you know, they might have 40 people get saved because of that. And, and they'll pet themselves in the back and be like, you know, look, it was worth it. You know, 40 people. And it's like, uh, but if, well, yeah, if you, had, if you had done it this way, it could have been 4,000. Yeah. Like, it's, yeah. it's not always about success and failure. It's about efficiency and effect, effectiveness, right? Mm-hmm. But it's like, you know, pastors have their, their role to play, preachers, teachers, oh evangelists, prophets, apostles. We all have a, something to engage in in this conversation. Like, none of us are off the hook because it's like, well, that has to do with pastors and life. The prophet should be speaking the word of the Lord to this. That's right. The evangelist should understand that they have to be in the ministry of reconciliation. They have to work towards unity to bring the gospel to people. Mm -hmm. The preacher should be preaching about it to engage the people. The teacher Mm -hmm. should be explaining how to live it and how the scripture points to this. Right. The, uh, um, Apostle the, the pastor should be caring for people as they struggle mm-hmm. with these ideas and changing their mindsets and their approaches to things Gently. and consoling those who have been struggling and hurt and, and have been crying out for, for, for centuries without the church hearing. Like yeah. uh, the apostle should be organizing the church at large mm-hmm. to, to stand, you know, for righteousness and for justice. Like we all have a responsibility right. in this in this fight. We all have uh, skin in the game. Like we can't point fingers at anybody else. Like we all have, uh, regardless of what our call is. Well, it's work. Uh, Now we may be going about it wrong. Mm -hmm. We've talked about that. Like the the non-pastor who's operating as a pastor, it may need to change your approach to things because you're failing at approaching it as a pastor because that's not your gift or call. But none of us have a reason to say, oh, well, that's their job that's a right. pastoral you know racial reconciliation is a pastoral thing so you know, like i don't have i don't have anything to do with it no right this is like
1: totally just plainly not true that's that's the macro that falls under the macro call the macro call is go into the world go ye all into the world and preach the gospel the good news yeah. of jesus that falls under the macro call the micro call is how you handle it on an individual level the way god created you to do it and so people who use that as an excuse, well that's not my it, are missing the micro the the macro call yeah um, and um like, like and we've said this before, if you're a spiritual leader, the option of waving the flag of plausible deniability has been taken away the second you decided to step in, you realized you were called um in the office of a spiritual leader, pastor evangelist, preacher, teacher, apostle, prophet, um, you no longer can claim plausible deniability. Um, Everything that Jesus died for and taught are things that we have to die for and teach, (laughs) that we have to stand for. Um, uh, You're not exempt. We're we're not exempt. So um, getting back to the whole weaponizing unity thing um we we have to stop figuring out ways <laughs> that's what it boils out to figuring out ways to build our own kingdom uh especially when it comes to you have people right in front of you hurting not just a person groups of people right in front of you hurting you can't ignore that yeah you can't ignore that
0: yeah and yeah and we've we've mentioned this a little bit before too on some of the podcasts, like if you're a pastor and you have ever heard someone say or overheard a conversation that you weren't even a part of whatever, and the communication had something to do with a feeling of, well, you know, we can't say that, or, you know, we, we can't, you know, I can't, I can't communicate. They're not going to listen. Like, uh, you can't you can't bring that up to the to pastor, mm-hmm. you know, or bishop, or you know, whatever title you go by. And there's a problem. Mm-hmm. That, that that's a problem. No one should have, there shouldn't be no culture. There should be no culture and and atmosphere and environment within the church where people aren't allowed to ask questions and to speak yeah. up, yeah, um, and to share um what they feel the spirit are leading to what they feel like. The, you know, God has showed them in the scripture, um, what their conviction is, what their experience is, what their pain is, mm-hmm. um, that 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 just can't happen. So, I, I want to encourage if you are a pastor or a leader and you're listening to this podcast, buckle down and make the courageous step of saying, I am going That's to. Good lead my church into engaging in the ministry of reconciliation that starts with conversation that's, that's good and it's not just about the hurt and angry black people in your church mm-hmm. it's yeah. it's about hurt. it's it's about it's about the, the you have to have the conversation between those people and the angry white people that's right otherwise there's never going to be reconciliation There's not right. reconciliation there's no unity. And if there's no Mm -hmm. unity, then we are not the body of Christ. Mm -hmm. And so the first thing that has to happen is there have to be conversations. You have to uh, be, it's not just, I feel like a lot of what's happened over the last few months has been very one-sided and, and that's not a, that's not a bad thing because that side, the voices of the black and Brown have been the ones that have been silenced for so long. Mm -hmm. But moving forward, if the church is going to come back to a place of unity, the conversation is going to have to be yo that's brilliant there has I, I to be love recon- you said that there has to be reconciliation yeah. and so just like I'm sure that that guy, that jazz singer, I'm sure he was angry about Mm -hmm. racism. I'm sure he was upset that people were part of the KKK, right? But he swallowed that for the sake of being able to have a conversation, which eventually took his anger and took all the anger and hatred that was in those KKK members and reconciled it to a place of unity, peace, um, and mutual respect. I got to find the name of that. That's where we have to get to. And 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 that's the that's the hard next step for the church is that now that we have uh uh you know, I, I believe by and large, I, I know it's not total and we have to continue this conversation, unfortunately, you know, brought an awareness to the racism in our country, to this systematic nature of it even within the church as we have given you know marches and protests and yeah. and panels and allow many uh, churches and pastors have spoken to it and given space for black and brown voices to speak to it and small groups and all the films and documentaries that are on the streaming service as all that has happened now those who are still angry about it who don't understand it who are hurt who uh are used to the status quo, who don't understand the movement, who would be yeah. distracted by a shirt with a black fist on it. Now the conversations have to happen. Now the ministry of reconciliation has to happen. Yeah. So the that, that can come back to a place of unity. Now that we're aware, now we have to bring the two sides together. And and I think that's that's the big test, that's the big challenge. And and the trick is in our in our I think our, our my heart in co- having this conversation about this topic is pastors please do not bypass that process for the sake of a false unity uh-huh. just because we value unity for the sake of unity uh-huh. and forget that if it's not unity in the mind of Christ and unity in the spirit of Christ then it's not real unity it's not yeah. unity that God values it's not unity that will stand the test of time it's not unity that is going to propel the church forward. It's unity that is going to hold the church back. Yeah, and
1: and so we have Yo. to be careful. We have to de-weaponize unity. De-weaponize unity and reclaim God's original meaning uh, yeah. for it. That guy's name I just found. His name is Daryl Davis, uh, blues blues musician. Um, I can't find the name of the the Netflix show, but. Uh, his name is Daryl Davis. And, um, before we wrap up, you said, um, that, um, ministers, spiritual leaders have to not just have let the voices of black and brown people be heard, but they also have to, um, and speak to that, but they also have to speak to, um, the angry white voices as well in their their congregation yeah that's humongous that is that is hey (laughs) that's dope i love
0: that's because you're right it's kind of yes it's like what's going on right now like a lot of a lot of people i'm seeing on social media um in the in the you know uh black community especially are are, they're looking at all this stuff that all these places are doing right now Mm -hmm. it's like you know, they got this thing with the Redskins, like, you know, change the name finally, and uh, the NFL is going to play the, the, or um, take the uh, master bedroom, lift every voice. Lift every voice they're going to play that <laughs> song before the, the national anthem in, in week one of all the football games. And, and people were like, okay, and, you know, and we're taking Aunt Jemima off the, 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 the syrup bottle. It's like, okay, that's, master that's all bedroom. well and good. That's all well and good, but we're not looking for placation of right. our emotions. Right. We're looking for change. Right. And so I think what's happened up until now, finally giving voice and attention and, and understanding to the to what the experiences of Black and Brown people have been in this country, and allowing those voices to be heard and recognizing and and giving them space and hearing the truth of it, um, that's all well and good. But yeah. all that is is a placation of emotions. If the if we don't then take that yep and put that in a room with the people the you know the white people who are angry about that because if their anger doesn't go away then then nothing has really changed. And that's where the reconciliation has to happen, right? And oh. that's, so that's that's the next step and it's not going to be easy. Mm-hmm. It's not going to be pretty. It's going to be ugly. Uh, guess what pastors, you're going to lose people in your church just yep. like just like there were people who walked and talked with Jesus and saw him the Bible says they saw him ascend to heaven and some went away and didn't believe. That's right. Are you kidding me? They saw the man die and resurrected and then get lifted up to heaven and they still didn't do it. Some people are not going to accept this. Mm -hmm. And so you're going to lose people. You're going to lose ties, right? You're going to get angry letters about the disunity and the divisiveness. It's going to be messy. It's going to be hard, but it's not complicated. And get up on the cup. And I hope that we've made it clear that from a biblical standpoint, it is scriptural and it is the mind of Christ and the heart of Christ and the spirit of Christ. One hundred um, that we have to engage in the ministry of reconciliation. One hundred trying to be serious. While my wife is back here making faces, <laughs> I'm not, I, and ruining the podcast. You know
1: what's funny? I, I, um, se- several things have happened um, in the background that I was like. If anyone was watching this, they'd be like, what is going on behind that guy? Yeah. This is why we
0: do podcasts and not videos. It's so funny.
1: <laughs> but um, uh, you, you are 100% right. And when you were talking about it earlier, I was going to ask you to, to throw in what the consequences would be. And I'm so, I'm so glad that you said that because um, we have to know the consequences, which is what makes it worth it. Um, Paul said, for the joy set before him, he endured the agony, the shame of the cross. But he did it for the joy set before him. Um, and if Jesus could, could yeah. do it, he left the Holy Spirit for us to um, to comfort us on, these, on this journey of becoming more like him. And um, th- the race has to be worth it for you. The gospel has to be worth yeah. it for you. You can't... Yeah. People leaving... And taking their money with them, if that's what you care about, then you don't care about the gospel. <laughs> yeah, the, um, the battle's already been lost. Right, the battle's already been lost. But I'm I'm so glad you said that because and, and like, like I like I said, like
0: part of the part of the Genesis for this podcast is is my firm belief. This is my interpretation of Scripture, and I and I mentioned this before that that the. Return of Christ is not a chronological date on a calendar. Mm-hmm. It is a time in the development of the church. The Bible says that he is coming back for a bride without spot or wrinkle. And and let's be honest. Come um, on, sir. My wife just said racism. three years ago. Just, it's, not just a, it's not just a spot or wrinkle. It's a big old ugly stained tear. Yeah. And if we're not going to deal with it, then we're going to continue to live in exactly what Jesus us. T- told uh, told them in the new testament 2000 years ago the time is near yeah. and it's been near and it's going to continue to be near but it's not about a calendar date yeah. it's about the church getting to a certain point of development where Christ wants to come back for us as a bride Spotless- and if we don't deal with these things if we don't if we don't work on the ministry of reconciliation the hard difficult process of that to bring the church as a whole into to a place of unity it'll never be perfect we understand that but at some point we'll get to a critical mass of unity and and like-mindedness in the holy spirit where jesus will say that's the bride i was waiting for and he'll come back and so not dealing with this stuff running away from the challenge of it Mm -hmm. masking it over with the green stamp of unity that's that's not without spot or wrinkle that's That's putting an ugly patch over a stain that's right that's putting a, a jacket over a shirt that's got a, a hole in it. Mm-hmm. And Jesus, see, God sees it all. He's not coming back for that garbage, right? And so it, it is important. It's important for me. I'm like, look, guys, we, we have to get about this work because we're that's holding right. Jesus in heaven. That's right. And we want him to come back.
1: <laughs> my, wife, my wife literally just said those exact words like three days ago. Exact words. I was like, babe, you should post that. She was like, I ain't going to post I was like, babe, that's amazing. Because it's true, there are your people. Your wife is a your wife is a smart woman. She is a very smart woman. Tell her because she didn't say it, the Holy Spirit gave it to me. <laughs> she lost out. She lost out. And she's supposed to be Jewish. God's chosen. <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> you double grafted. You were already <laughs> Jewish. You know what? You should have had that. that message was first downloaded to you. Um so where can people go this was a an amazing conversation like you said next week we're going to talk about the color of compromise hopefully if we can um nail down our nail down our guest um but uh where can people go they have any questions comments hate mail all that stuff (laughs) (laughs) yeah um And again, you know,
0: topics around any of this or anything else in Christianity and faith that you've had questions about that you want us to tackle and get into maybe circumstances. Since lately, we've been kind of addressing events that have been happening. So maybe something happened locally for you that maybe Mm -hmm. we don't know about and it's raised a question in your heart or your mind. Um, You can email us at faithchairpodcast um, at gmail.com, faithchairpodcast at gmail.com. Um, or you can always message us on our Facebook page, um, the faith chair. And, uh, we'd love to hear from you. We, we love the, the feedback. I love when I get feedback from people like, yeah, you know, thank you for this. And, um, uh, when we did the worship one, I don't know if you saw that comment from the guy. talking. you know, I, I did, he's like, I did some research on that in the past. And, and, and I found some, some, he had some other thing insights that he had oh uh, word. supported what we were talking Actually about. It so was cool. So
1: that's great. Yeah, so we,
0: we love to get feedback from you guys. Uh, we love to get topic ideas, um, we, uh, we loved, uh, it, absolutely. If you feel like you have a challenge to that from, from, from scripture, mm-hmm. challenge, anything that we say, a correction, mm-hmm. uh, 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 anything like that. Like, you know, we want it. We're not above reproach and we're not absolutely. above making mistakes. Absolutely. And uh, we want to grow too. We don't know it all. We're not Jesus. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> mm-hmm. we want to grow and learn and, and become more like Christ ourselves. So percent. Um, feel free, feel free to message us or email us, um, with any of that kind of stuff. Um, just no spam or ads,
1: please. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) Yo, so we, we're, we're signing off and, um, we hope you guys have a great, um, by the time you hear this, it'll be Monday. So we hope your weekend was, uh, you enjoyed it. You stayed safe. Um, and, um, and, and you had fun. So love you guys, bro. Love you. And I'll probably see you, um, this weekend yeah
0: sometime yep um oh yeah yeah we're we're getting together tomorrow yeah um jen wanted me to tell you uh that uncle sweetie's on his way give him your address so cool
1: i'm getting ready now fairly soon <laughs> all right brother yo love you i'll see you later yeah all right What? <laughs> Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening. Join us next time. Yes, please join us next time as Jesse and I continue to ask and answer questions that arise at the intersection of faith and culture. But until then, we'll see you guys next time here on The, the Face Chair. Chair.